the Boston players love But Michael Jordan is not only the best basketball player, but he's the most exciting basketball player to ever play. Tatum fires away, pumps it in. The Big Three NBA Podcast is powered by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Hello, everyone. Welcome into the Big Three NBA Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kwani Lunas, joined by Atron Blakely, Gary Washburn. It's almost Christmas, my friends. What did you get me? Same thing last year, Kwani. Nothing but love. You know that. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> give you some thoughts, give you some prayers, give you some love, girl. That's all oh, you need in life is love. That's what they tell you. I'm returning y'all gifts then. Oh, okay. I didn't get y'all anything <laughs> either. <laughs> Lying to the people. Lying to the people. <laughs> What's going on, Gary? How you doing, Gary? Nothing much. Nothing much. He's out on the West in, Coast. Early in the down. West Coast. It's early, but I'm ready. Much respect for G Money being up all early on the West Coast. Seriously, please bring that warmth back too, because I don't like this cold. It's not warm out here, Kwani. It's raining and cold. So don't, oh gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cold everywhere. I don't know about LA, but the Bay has been, you know, just kind of chilly. So yeah, yeah I ain't bringing it good. That's too bad about the weather gap. My, my weather pretty good where I'm at. Wait, where I, are you? I, I am in Boca Raton, Florida, preparing Wait. for this. For the Syracuse University bowl game later yeah, tell today. Tell them that. So, <laughs> that's not yeah, fair. Yeah, we, so that's that's why we rocking this. Got some other orange paraphernalia over there. Got some orange socks that we're like rocking. He looks and, and, orange, and, 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 Oh, and, and to top it all, and orange backdrop without even trying to have an orange backdrop. Ain't that something? That's too much to, orange. To top it off, my son, Isaiah, y'all know all too well, Isaiah. gave me an early Christmas gift. And you know what he got me? I can't show y'all now because it's too far a, away. A bottle of me. Captain Morgan. That's another story, another day. Oh, um, he got me. He, he got me a pair of, of Nikes. Uh, Are they orange? orange and white Nikes? Wow. The Dunks. I, I'm like, gonna show y'all my Nikes. Him, I'm gonna show them. No, no, no. <laughs> Why am I encouraging him? I'm so sorry. Why? I don't know. Ask. Oh, those are nice. Okay, wow. Isaiah, we see you. They look. You everything looks red now. It's just got us some Derek Coleman's. Wow. So he got, he got me those. And the, there's Derek a story Coleman. behind this. That's 86, 87 Derrick Coleman. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? These, listen, I had these, I, I believe these exact same shoes X number of years ago. And I had them in my closet. And my son was like, Dad, you need to get rid of them. I'm like, I get rid of them when I got something to replace them with. And, and I didn't know that he would, he would, got the right size and everything. So I'm just like, okay, so we're going to be rocking those today. Okay. We're going to be rocking those today, so. Good luck to your Syracuse Orange. Yeah, hey, hey Corny, aren't you going to the Fenway Bowl? I will not be right around the Fenway Bowl. Yeah, yeah, it's today, right? At 11, I believe. Wow, yeah. this, you get your jacket, Corny. Exactly. <laughs> Jump on that green line and head over there. Don't you okay. want to go see the band? <laughs> I think I'm good. Yo, not the band coming up again. I don't know if I could do any more cold. I was just telling y'all offline about the chirotherapy that I did yesterday, which was actually really cool. I felt like a superhero afterward, but I, do, I still don't like being in the cold at all. So okay. that will not be happening. Okay. Ever. <laughs> So, about those Celtics. Yeah, I guess we can talk about them now. <laughs> Let's get into it. They just won one game on the road uh, Wednesday night. My days are a blur. So, let's just talk about their West Coast trip so far. Of course, they did lose to the Warriors in overtime. 
the night before, but back-to-back games, they were still able to pull one out. Let's talk about the Warriors game first. Gary, you were there. What did you think about their, again, overtime loss to Golden State, the Bay? Yeah, just a really wacky game. Um, A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of missed shots. 41 missed threes, a bunch of layups. Uh, Just a strange, bizarre game. But it was a case that this is a lot going on. Jason Tatum gets hurt in the first, you know, five minutes and tweaks his ankle. He ain't right the rest of the game. Sam Hauser can't hit a three after looking like, you know, looking like Steph Curry the last month. And, you know, you know, you're looking like Steph Curry uh, against the Warrior. He can't hit, knock anything down. Like, it was just a lot of happening. Like, it was one of those uh, Murphy's Law, anything that co- could go wrong went wrong. They couldn't hit a layup. Uh, Tatum wasn't right. And then they, they still built a 17-point lead and just couldn't hold it. And, you know, we've all known and seen and written. You had to put the Warriors away because if you get into a three-point shootout with them, you're going to lose, especially with the one guy that they have, the greatest shooter of all time, who is still great. Like, there's no slippage. And that's exactly what happened. And I think what we everybody's been bad-mouthing Clay Thompson. He's He lost it. He's trash. He's cooked. He's done. And – I when I looked at the stats, I was like, hmm, Clay got 17 threes in those last three games. He's kind of picking it up. Man. He was, I think he had five more. Uh, so they just blew. It was a game they blew. I'm just I'll just call like I see it. They didn't execute that last play in regulation where Jason just dribbled, dribble, 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 dribble. He pulled his James Harden, then pulled up for a pull-up three. Um against Kaminga where they needed it was a tie game just a lot of just like lack of execution um bad luck um and then that curry three that he just he, he shot from his like weight and just I mean that was like crazy but if you let it get to that what that's what's gonna happen like it's like it's like when your mama told you don't play with that and you play with it you hurt yourself see that's why I told you not to play with that that's what you get. That's what you get. Yep. Don't put your hand on the oven. You know, you want to see, you want to see how hot it is. You saw it. Like, it's just like, as it, much as like, oh, damn, damn, you know, Curry went crazy. That's terrible. No, you caused that situation by not putting them away early, letting Trace Jackson Davis look like Patrick Ewing, um, <laughs> 1985, like looking like a rim protector. Like, Joe's like, well, you know, Trey Jackson Davis had a lot of blocks. Like, so he shook your whole team. Y'all couldn't pull folks the rim. Like, it was just a really wacky game. And it's just what's happening is the Warriors. That they, the Warriors got something on them still. And we'll see if they meet again after you know in the playoffs because I obviously play one more time in Boston. But I just mm-hmm. thought it was a really lackluster performance because they had their chances to really stranglehold a team that's not. It played well. Like they're starting to play okay, but they're still under five hundred. Yeah. 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 They uh they made Trace look like his daddy Dale out there with the with, yeah. with the way he was balling, which was which was crazy to me because Double D, his dad Dale Davis, he was intimidating. His son, uh, uh-uh, not so much. Should happen. I think, I think Trace is a guy, and we, I mean, could the Celtics have taken him? He was on the board when they took Jordan Walsh. He could have added to their front court. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a guy who played a long time in Indiana. 
put up a lot of big numbers and is is now a guy that is probably part of their future. But you got to figure it out. Al Horford got to figure it out. And so I just felt like it was a game that they lost. Those the type of games they lost last season. And this, this, this year's team is saying we're different. And, and, you know, and hey, they lost but their six losses, three are in overtime, you know, but this is a game that's blown. The Charlotte game, they blew. I mean, they've blown some games, not a lot, but you just you, you want to make sure things like that night don't happen again. Agreed. Agreed. 100%, yeah. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com Boston and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts, hope is here. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com, gambling helpline ma.org, or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. So moving on, you mentioned Tatum going out, excuse me, with that ankle. So looking ahead to the following game against Sacramento, still able to pull out the win without Tatum. Jalen Brown leads the team with 28, five rebounds, six assists. He was one of the five Celtics to score at least 20 points in that game. So what do you think that says about the growth of this roster that they were still able to pull out that win on a back-to-back West Coast trip without their star? Oh, I mean, it's it's bit. another example. It's another example of, of why this team, so many people think, is built differently than the teams that we've seen in the past. Because in the past, you know, they'd miss Tatum, and then it would be like one of those deals where, you know, Jalen Brown would take like another twelve shots, and and the rest of the guys would just kind of do the thing. But they just spread the wealth. I mean. Everyone pretty much who who normally plays took maybe two or three more shots more than they normally do. And that the trickle down effect to that is you've got a bunch of guys who are contributing at a little bit higher level than they used to. That's what's supposed to happen when you have a team that's built uh, to compete at the highest level. When one man goes down, it doesn't become a situation where the, the ship is going to sink. Everybody just grabs their oar and just start rowing a little bit harder, a little bit faster so that you can keep it going and keep it moving. Uh, but this was it was a good win. It was a good win over, over a, a team that's probably going to be in the playoffs. Uh, I feel bad for my man De'Aaron Fox on your 26th birthday. You get that can of ass whipping that they that they handed out to him. I feel bad for the brother for that because, I mean, you know, it's your birthday. You're feeling good. And he had 29 points. He did his thing. But your team got that ass shellacked on your birthday. So um, 
feel bad for him in that regard, but the Celtics, they did what they're supposed to do. You're supposed to beat teams regardless of who you got uh, healthy and available. And also, you know, with Porzingis back in the mix, certainly that was, I think, a nice, I wouldn't say trade-off, but certainly you, you, you lose Tatum and you, and you bring Porzingis back. You, it works. It worked for them. Yeah, I thought it was a good win. Um, and like Shirai said, I think it shows a testament to their depth. And the way the game started with the Kings hitting 11 threes in the first quarter, it was like, man, they're going to get run out the gym here. Like, I just, I think it was like they fell behind like 25 to 12 or something like that, or 23 to nine, something. It was just like, okay, I don't think they're ready. Like, they don't look, they look like they're ready to just get smashed and ready to get a day off and head to LA. Like, they, the, the Kings are rested. The Kings been looking to this game. Our friend Kyle Draper talking off. Talking on the radio, talking about oh the Kings are they're ready, they're playing well. It's about time they beat Boston. Because I was driving there, I was listening to Draper's radio show, and he was I mean they were the Kings were excited about this game. You know they thought they had Boston where they wanted them, coming off a back to back, a really tough loss. They've been playing well. You know they're they're better, different team than than, than last year, but. And that 11 threes, I was like, man, like Trey Lyles hit two threes. And, you know, I was like, okay, uh, they're about to get run out to gym. But that run to tie it, and then they kind of went back and forth. And then I just thought it was a great defensive game for the Celtics. They stuck to their principles. The Kings were just not effective at all after the first quarter. They, uh, they couldn't score like they did. The Celtics then hammered on a team that doesn't play good defense. The Kings are not good defensively. Sabonis was really trying to go at Porzingis, like at a, like it was real physical. And I, and I asked Porzingis after the game, was there something? And I don't know their history. It's like, y'all have history? Like, you know, and he just say, like, oh, I like, we 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 play together in youth ball. You know, a lot of those. Oh, so they go back. They go back. It, it, I don't know if there's any beef, but he, he he was just like, it was good to see another ball take thrive in the league. Porzingis took the total high road. He did, but they were going at each other, especially Sabonis was really trying to go at uh, Porzingis' chest, and I, it was cool to see Porzingis hold up and get give back. You know, just I mean, he would they couldn't stop him. He was shooting over Kevin Herter, so I just thought it was a complete. And then you know, we can talk about uh, our friend Derek White. Just a tremendous game, twenty eight points. Jalen, you know, Jalen caught a couple of bodies, and then he then he then he got you know got one himself with Javale McGee. Just like you know, hold up, big, hold up, hold up, little dog. Like I'm still. Javale got a long list. Yeah, like you, of victims. You like I'm Javale McGee. Like I don't do a lot great, but I do block shots great. Like you know, that's <laughs> I ain't I ain't I ain't no Hall of Famer, but I I will block I will block your shots still. I'm I am seven foot fool. Um, with like, bounce, with still. bounce. Yeah, I still got a little athleticisms. Uh, <laughs> got it from a mama. You got it from his mama. Yeah. But. Uh, I thought it was a complete win. Five scores and 20 points. The first time since 1987 uh, with our friends, the, the original big three all did it. And I think Ainge and Dennis Johnson mm-hmm. during that time, uh, 36 years ago. So I thought it was a complete win. One of the better bounce backs, I think, in Joe's tenure, just to, just to drop 144. And, you know, I mean, I ain't going to say – I ain't going to – like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say what Uh-oh. I said. I ain't gonna say nothing about the three pointers, but they took <laughs> 16 less and scored 20 more points. Um, who knows? Wow, isn't that something? 
uh, 16 fewer than the Warrior game, but still scored 21 points. And they were good from the two, and they attacked the rim. And the Kings had, like, but it was a complete win, especially defensively, where the Kings were just shooting the lights out. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly, I think they hit 11 threes in the first quarter, 10 the last three quarters combined. Like, they were – and I just say, I, I remember just looking, and I was like, they're about to get run out this gym. Like, this will be bad. And then they'll have two days off, and then they play the Clippers, and, and Sherrod's close buddy, James Harden, uh, you know – Shiraz, you know, they, they go back a long way. So I, I, it could have been – this road trip could have really gone ugly if they lose last night, especially if they get blown out. But they played a quality game, and I just kind of restored order a little bit going into that game Saturday against the Clippers. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to James Harden a little bit later. Uh, <laughs> and our, our good friend, Kyle Draper, who uh, – just for folks, uh, just so you know, one, used to work at NBC Boston here with, with myself and also – uh, Kyle is a diehard Sixers fan. And we talked about that actually on the big three podcast. Him and I did an interview, uh, right before the Kings game. Uh, and that's, that's available on your podcast. Or your, and it's uh, not funny. Kyle's son was at the Kyle's family's again. His son. His son got tall. Yeah. His son got hot. His son is got his son a Celtics fan. I feel like his, his son had a half Kings, half Celtics jersey on. So yep. his son was slapping up here. With the, top, the Celtics coming on to the floor for warm up. So his son's still down. Celtic fans. Uh, <laughs> Kyle might have gone to the Sacramento side, but his son is still, uh, still a Celtic fan. So that, that was good. That was cool to see his his family there. I haven't seen Kyle, you know, since since last year. But you know, the Kings. I mean, just from what he was saying, the Kings were really excited and hype about that game. They thought this is the year. I think the Celtics now beat, beat Boston five. Sorry, beat Sacramento five in a row. Most of them have been blowouts. Remember, they came to sack and blew out the Kings last year. Mm. Um, and it was the same thing where, you know, the King couldn't Mike, – Mike Brown. Sherrod, That's my guy. Yeah, yeah, another close friend of Sherrod. That's my guy. Uh, I think called six timeouts in the first three. Like, they didn't have any timeouts the whole fourth quarter because he was so – he was trying to stop the tide. He couldn't. Mm. Celtics draining threes. Peyton Pritchard. Stan Powder got back on track. Porzingis shooting over anybody in his face. Uh, you know, our friend Nemius Kita, who got a nice round of applause. I get, you got to love the SAC fans. He came in. He's a two-way guy. He comes in and give him a nice round of applause. He's making plays out there. I still like him, you know. Yeah. I, I still think he's, you know. So uh, it was a complete win and a, a good, strong way to, for them to come back. I agree. Go ahead, Kwani. It's time now for pick and roll, which is a perfect setup because I want to know, pick one, roll with it. Was this outcome a result of bad Kings or just awesome Celtics? Awesome Celtics. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go that route today because yeah. uh, <laughs> the Kings are Kings are a good team. They are, they, they, and they should be a playoff team out west this year. But the Celtics just came in there and, and did exactly again what, what great teams and, and our championship teams do. You see an opponent. You realize you're better than them. Prove it. Prove it. Just go out there and do what you're supposed to do. And that's exactly what they did to the Kings. Uh, Darren Fox, happy birthday. Here's his 25-point ass whipping. Thanks for coming out. Good night. And that's, to me, like I said, I, I love the fact that they're finding ways to impact winning 
and there's no tried and true blueprint way of doing it. Like, like this was a game where Jalen Brown could have easily gone on for like 40, 45 points, and that would have been the story. But instead, they used a more balanced attack with Jalen getting you 28 points, five rebounds, and six. Count them six dimes. Uh, and and I, you know, we we talk about this every week, but I'm telling you, it it's it never it it never gets old. Him and Porzingis. The way those two work together, whether it's passing to one another or just simply being on the floor at the same time, there's a different kind of synergy that they have that is going to be critical to the Celtics team winning championship. Jalen Brown is a better player when he has Porzingis out there on the floor. There's just no getting around that. I don't care what the analytics numbers say. The eye test tells me that when those two are playing together, there's a greater harmony. Jalen becomes a more, he looks more like a $300 million player when Porzingis is out there than when he's not. Uh, and and he, it's not like he sucks when he's not there, but he just looks great when he's playing with that dude. Uh, so this is, again, there's a lot of positives that they can take about this. And, and to me, most of the positives have more to do with what they were able to do because of who they are versus any shortcomings the Kings may have. Yeah, I thought it was a good Celtic basketball. 35 assists on 51 makes. Drew Holiday, 21, 10, and 8. Sorry, 10 assists, 8 rebounds. So he almost had a triple-double. Nine turnovers. So a low That's turnover. That's crazy. Another, they had a, and, and against Golden State, they had a low turnover game. So, you know, they're starting to take care of the ball better. So nine turnovers in, in this one, right? Um, Porzingis, your man, six block shots. I mean, what can you say? Put it on the glass. Put it on the glass. Put it on the glass. Like our friend. Oh, boy. Put him on the glass. Uh, <laughs> I got you, Gary. I kids, got you. Kids, do not go Do not go on YouTube and watch the put him on the glass video. Oh, see, I, damn it. Now they love that. So, Gary, by saying that, what they going to do? Kids, go ahead, don't, go ahead, do just like, don't, do, don't do it. Don't do it. Our friend, our friend, Sir Mix-a-Lot, had, we all know Sir Mix-a-Lot for Baby Got Back. But Sir Mix-a-Lot had a second song called Put Him on a Glass, which they could only play at midnight on BET. I only played two seconds so we don't get copyright infringement. <laughs> they could not play, they could not play that video in the daytime. So, so I'm just like, so I'm the kid at home thinking, I'm listening to this, I'm like, why is that, Gary? Why could they play it after midnight? Oh, See, Gary? But, but there was a second song that Sir Mix-a-Lot released. Well, he did Posse on Broadway. My Posse's on Broadway. All, all <laughs> hosts, and he did a song called Beepers. So he had, he had hits, okay. right? Yeah. But the, there was a single after Baby Got Back called uh, put him on a glass. It sounds similar at the beginning, but I'm gonna listen. Yeah, to but it is not similar. Hey, let's parents advisory. Parental advisory on this. But they blocked ten shots total. Um, just the entire complete team effort. I thought defensively too, and as Joe Bahula pointed out, because he likes to point out the quarters, twenty five points for the Kings in the second. 24 in the third when the game really counted. They had 41 in the first, 25 and 24. So they had 49 over the next two quarters. That's the way you play defense. They neutralized everybody on the team. Nobody really went off. Uh, Fox scored 17. It was 29 in the first quarter. Fox was a minus 19. I mean, you know, Murray minus 23. Barnes minus 21. Sabonis minus 25. They whip their starters' butts. Like, they just put it on them. Put them on the glass. So, um, even though 
even though the Kings shot 47% and 47% from three, it still looked like it was just a dominating performance. So I'm going to say good Celtics. Uh, I said a way to bounce back for them because they could have easily kind of fell into the we're tired and they're going to run us out the gym. And let's just let's just like try to hold our respect a little bit and then, and then maybe try to get the one at the Clippers. But now you go into the L.A. game with momentum. We don't know about Tatum's status. Now, I saw Tatum on the sideline. He was on the sideline. He was, you know, he was not walking with a boot. I think he had, you know, he, he was, I mean, it wasn't like he was running running back and forth, whatever, around. I think he got treatment pregame and then, like, walked out. But he was he was walking normally. It was you know, we all look, oh, if he's got a walking boot on or something like that. He will be ready for the Lakers. We know. Yeah, that. like no in the Lakers and Clippers, I, you know, it's L.A. Jason's yeah. like, Jason's going to be ready for L.A. If they have to give him another foot, they will. <laughs> we all know <laughs> that he likes he likes playing against Paul George. He, mm. he, Paul, he, he gets the best of Paul George. And then two days later, Christmas Day, I don't see Tatum missing that damn game. So, uh, you know, no, a couple of days off. And, and and we'll see. But I thought it was a complete Celtic win. You know, the Kings are, are a flawed team, but the Trice are a playoff team, but they got whooped by the Celtics dominance. Yeah, I'm not worried about Jason Tatum this weekend. The, the Celtics, they can pretty much take it to the bank that they're going to be booed up with Jason Tatum when they go into that game. Gary, what you got? He's in <laughs> a cricket. <laughs> I just need, like, crickets in the oh, background doing that pause. Try you've had a lot of bad ones, but that might be the first. For awesome. those who did not understand the reference, exactly. Yeah. But I'm please, LMA. so we it's don't lose girl. we don't lose viewers at this point. We don't lose. <laughs> please explain. Listen, we you know we gained a couple hundred thousand with that pin on the glass. Come on now, come on now, let's go. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> Moving on to LA, as you mentioned, the Clippers and then the Lakers this weekend. What are your expectations? And who do you think is a bigger threat out West for the Celtics right now? Is it the Lakers or the Clippers? I expect the Celtics to split those two games. I don't think they'll win both. Um, I, I I think they'll, they'll if I had to pick one to win and one to lose, I would say that they will beat the Lakers and they'll lose to the Clippers. Clippers are just playing really good basketball. The best basketball they've played all season long. James Harden, they, they've figured out the cheat code uh, to get James Harden and, and, and the other guys playing at a high level. And, you know, got to give credit to Ty Lue. Ty Lue may be one of the most underrated coaches in the NBA. People act, yeah. people act like this dude is just, he's just some dude. He's, he is a very good coach in his league. He's been a good coach for a long time. So um, he's done a really good job of figuring out how to get all the moving pieces to work in sync uh, and get that team heading in the right direction. Shout out to Terrence Mann uh, from Massachusetts, who has been, they, I mean, they've been, yank, they've been just yanking his chain for a minute. First, he's a starter. Then he's coming off the bench. Now we start again. He's been really solid for them as well. And obviously, you know, Kawhi Leonard is, is you know, Kawhi's, Kawhi's guy, Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi, um, yes. <laughs> he, when he is healthy, he is him. He's that damn good. You don't have any. He really is like a cyborg out there. I mean, he can shoot the three. He can put it on the floor. He defends. He rebounds. He plays. He does everything you could possibly want from a guy six seven six eight in the NBA, not named LeBron James. Uh, he's that good, that good. Yeah, are you sure? Like your mom and his mom didn't like because 
the only difference is the H and the M. Like they had a conversation. I think they did. Yeah, and they were like, they're gonna have the same initials. <laughs> what are we gonna name our what are we gonna name our our, our children? And uh, anyway, <laughs> like that's really, you know, ah. It'd be cooler if his middle name started with it. Oh my god, wait. Guys, I was about to say it'd be cool if his middle name started with the A. I never have looked this up before. What's his middle name? Anthony. Anthony. Ah. I was I, 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 I was not gonna say nothing to you because as Wait, you did know, you know this all this? You knew I, I knew his middle name was Anthony, but I didn't why I never all, looked it up. I didn't put all the pieces wow. together. Wow, Kwani. Hey. We have the same initials. Wow. wow, that's actually very creepy. What a wacky world. What a wacky world we live in. So it, seriously. That's a brother from another mother. There we go. Seriously. We all got a brother from another mother. Thanks. And Kwani has hers. Kwani. Hi, Quinn. <laughs> I hope you see this. <laughs> I think it's gonna be like I I, like, <laughs> I think. <laughs> That's my Kawhi laugh. I love that. I love that. Go ahead, Gary. I'm sorry, Gary. Back to the podcast. Unhinged today. (laughs) The uh, I think the um, Clippers are gonna like like you said, Sharon, provide the Lakers Celtics with the biggest challenge. It's a Saturday afternoon game. You hope the Lakers. Sorry, you hope the Celtics don't get out on Friday night, which. is hard in L.A. not to just go out and just explore the nightlife. Uh, we'll explore see. The, he makes it sound so pleasant. Explore the nightlife. Explore the, explore you need to turn up at the club. <laughs> you turned up. I mean, it's a 12.30 a.m. I'm sorry, p.m. local time, local yes. start. Uh, not a lot of juice in the arena, obviously. It might be because there'll be Celtic fans there, but that'll be a real test to see if they can just come out with motivation and come out with, like, because in the Clippers, are won nine in a row. And like Shirai said, James Harden, his close friend, his confidant, they talk a lot, um, has played, figured out a way to play really well in that system. Kawhi played in every game. Oh, my God. No, Which is crazy to me. No load yeah, management. It's, just, it's a wonder when someone says, you need to play every game, what happens? Paul George has been good. Our friend Russell Westbrook coming off the bench. And another friend of ours playing there now, Daniel Tice, is a backup center. Um, is yeah. getting some minutes too. I mean, after not playing much in Indiana, so they're a, a complete team. You got ten, you know Terrence Mann, and you got um, our friend Norman Powell. Like they got, they got definitely got some some, some real horses on that team. So that's gonna be a challenge. The Christmas Day game, but the Lakers are not playing well. Um, you know, and the good thing for the Celtics, we're Celtic fan. Both the Clippers and the Lakers are coming off the road, so it's not like they've been. They will, I think the both teams play Thursday night on the road. So it's the Celtics will be in LA before they will. So there's a rest element there. It's not like the Clippers are home all week and you're, you know, they're coming from the road. I know I think the Lakers also I think play Oklahoma City and and, and Minnesota on their trip. So they're both of them will be coming from the Midwest um home. And so the Celtics will be in L.A. today. I think they're in L.A. right now uh, as we speak, and they'll get some time to R&R in their, their hotel, practice on Friday, and, and you'd like to think they'd be really prepared for Saturday. And the, the good thing that I heard from the players, especially Drew Holiday, said this is a big road trip. Like, we're, this is a big for us. Like, we need to, we need to show something. And I just thought that was an encouraging thing for him to say, like, no, 
that's not just one of 82 and, 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 you know, we got another one tomorrow. Like, let's go out on these national stages because you're playing on NBA TV or you're, and then obviously the Christmas game. Let's go out there and show these fools that Celtics are, are the best team in the league. Let's go out there and prove that. And so I think they're going to look forward to take advantage of the opportunity. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch to busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things that I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because that is what you are looking to do when you're looking to make a hire. You don't want to dilly-dally around with trying to go through candidates X, Y, Z, knowing that X is probably needs to be X and Y is the reason why you're doing this and Z is just, just hanging out there. You want to be able to hire in a timely fashion and Indeed is a great, great, great way of making that happen. One of the keys to Indeed is their ability to leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, which allows Indeed to have the type of matching search engine that's constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. So listeners out there to this show, you'll get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash A-List. Just go to Indeed.com slash A-List right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash A-List. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. Quickly, before we wrap, let's go around the league because. Again, there's never a dull moment in the National Basketball Association. Three big three topics, John Morant's return, Draymond Green, right after we recorded last week, he ended up getting an indefinite suspension. And then finally, Anthony Edwards, when texting goes horribly, horribly wrong and screenshot <laughs> here on the internet. You can either react to all three or just pick one to, to discuss. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let's okay let's right off the top John Moran's return excellent uh did absolutely everything you would want a guy uh to do I, I thought one of the interesting things that it didn't necessarily show up in the game but he talked about it and he, he talked about how basically he isolated himself from other NBA players he really didn't get it and to me, that was a sign that this guy maybe just maybe is figuring out that I got to worry about my own self-health mentally and physically and all that stuff and not be influenced by outsiders. And so I'm hoping that this is the beginning of John Morant turning his his life on and off the court around. Mm -hmm. uh, as far as a Draymond Green indefinite suspension, uh, again, along those same lines, as far as he needs to really take time to really figure out and focus on what he needs to do and and. Really, just a lot of self-care has to go involved with that. Mm -hmm. I wasn't happy that one of the first things after the indefinite suspension is he's on Twitter uh, giving John Morant praise for a good comeback return. But I'm thinking, bro, get off of Twitter, get off of X, get off of all. Just, just 
Work, worry about Draymond. Get Draymond right instead of making sure and praising everyone else for doing what they do. Uh, and the last but not least, Anthony Edwards. He said, I'm um, going to leave some time for this conversation. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> Anthony Edwards, and, and y'all know I love me some Anthony Edwards. God, he's one of my favorite players. He's one but, of the people. But, because you know there's going to be a but, and, and, it's, and, and, and a but is a really appropriate for this particular line of conversation. Big but. Bro. But, Listen, the, the, the bottom line is this. Anthony Edwards has to be smarter than this. And again, I, I chalk it up as just a, a, a young man doing something really silly, really stupid. Uh, and he tried to clean it up with the statement and all that about, you know, this, that, and the other. Bottom line is he has to be smarter going forward because NBA players are no different than you and I from the standpoint of they make mistakes, they do stupid things. The difference is they do it in front of a global audience. You and I do it in front of our friends. Uh, and so there's a there's less of a collateral damage, if you will, when we do things versus what they do. So hopefully Anthony Edwards will learn from this uh, and be better about this and just be smarter with the decisions that he makes in terms of not only who he engages with, but how he communicates with folks. You know, there is this thing called the telephone and it does, you can't do more with the phone than just text, mm-hmm. but Pick you it know, up. Talk you can actually pick it up and talk. Yeah. So hopefully he'll be smarter about this going forward. I would have hoped they learned from Zion's incident the last right. year, but right. the, history continues to repeat itself. Specifically with the NBA, you—I don't want to sound judgmental because but I you won't sound judgmental. Go ahead. Mistakes, but it just feels so stupid that this continues to happen to players on a regular basis. You know that there are groupies. You know there are women that are coming for you in your bag. So. There's so many pieces of advice I could give right now, but just be careful who you mess with at this point. And do right. it respectfully. Exactly. What you got, Gary? Ah, uh, you see. Ah, uh, see. Uh... No, happy to see Ja come back. You hope he learned his lesson. You saw Usher, his dad, eat the game with the great right. um, You know, uh, you know, you root for him. And I'm saying that he's not, he's made mistakes and some dumb mistakes. Hopefully he's changed his circle. Hopefully he's done some soul searching. And, you know, let's be honest, like, well, you know, all these guys are so young. Like, they are young, but at 24, 25, you, you know the difference between right and wrong. I think there's a, a time in every, especially young man's life, mm-hmm. where, you know, you get 22, 23, and you're like, okay, do I want to do everything janky? Do I want to hustle? Do I want to, or do I want to actually start going legit? Do I want to, you know, do live live a legit life? Do I want to do I want to get the hook up all the time and always, you know, try to figure things out and get do things on the slide? Or what kind of man do you want to be? Do yeah, what or do I want to do things on the up and up and, and be able to look at myself in the mirror every day and be like, yeah, I'm a good dude and I'm learning. And yeah. I think hopefully most men, most young men, like you know, so we're not on national stage, the world stage. We go through that metamorphosis. It might be one experience, but we all kind of start living our lives in a legitimate way because that's what you have to do. And and you can't get the hookup. You can't, you know, do stupid stuff, mm-hmm. especially when you have so much to lose. So you hope that Morant did some soul searching, probably pushed some people back out of his circle, got some new people in the circle, had some heart to hearts with his family members about, hey, I'm not that dude. Don't call me. Mama, when you got something that you at a shoe store, want me to come up there and go Suge Knight on somebody and Tupac at the MGM. Like, don't do that. 
Don't do that. I, I'm not the one to Dear call. mama. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that. Don't, you know, like, don't call me or don't, you know, no, I don't want to be around that situation. I'm going to do what I do. I, I might have fun. It's going to be private. We're not. <laughs> put your phone down. Like, when you go into those concerts now and they give you the little thing to put your phone in, but you don't record the concert. Like, you know, I did for the Tony, Tony, Tony concert. Um, I was about to say, that was that sounded like a testimonial. Yeah. <laughs> and I did it for Chappelle, and, and Chappelle, right? So, oh, of course. Yeah, they did it for Chappelle. So, like, I hope that he can just improve. And I just think, don't tell us, show us. Like, don't do all these interviews. Don't sit there one-on-one and bury your soul. Just, hey, I'm going to be a good dude. You ain't going to hear much from me. I'm going to be doing all my talking on the, on the court. And mm. you're trying to get Memphis out this rut that I put him in by being out because he's the bottom of the West, right? Um, Draymond, hey, I just think he needs to calm down a little bit. I mean, I think sometimes aging is hard. And, and I think, you know, Kwani don't know. She's the, <laughs> yes, you do. You know, Dude, my no, joint. No, no. My joint's already be trying uh, to act. Kwani, don't do the old thing, please. No, I'm serious. It's, though. it's mad. It's mad disrespectful. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, but it's not easy and it's an adjustment. I think in the NBA, when you're an NBA player, some players age gracefully. Mm-hmm. And no, I don't have it what I used to do, and I'm gonna contribute differently. Mm-hmm. And then when you're Draymond and you start to probably slip, you get frustrated. Yeah. You no. Know? And and you you don't you don't have the, the muscle memory, you don't do you don't do the things you used to do. Everybody talks about all these smart players. Well, when you when did you know you, you were done? And half of them are like when this dude was drove right past me and dunked on me, and that was you know, what you know, Chris Weber, I remember saying I was doing all these pump fakes to try to because I didn't have the jump, mm-hmm. I didn't have the lift anymore. So I was, you know, like everybody's got a story of like. And I think Draymond's getting that. I'm not young anymore, and he's getting frustrated with it, so he's acting out on the court. And you got to figure that out. If you want to continue to play in the league, get your head right. You don't, you know, you got to stop this. And, like, I agree with Sherrod. Stop going on Twitter, giving people props. I'm good. We don't want to hear you good. We don't want to hear everything's great. We don't want to hear Draymond be Draymond. No. Yeah. Like, we, that's the problem. Fans want you fans want to see you finish your career on your feet and not on your back. And mm-hmm. what you don't want is people remembering your career because that's the rest of your life. People are gonna, you know, people are gonna say, Yeah, you were great, but you acted a real fool on the way out. Mm-hmm. Just like like Sherrod's buddy Alan Iverson. We all oh AI, he was prime, but we all remember AI in Memphis, we remember AI in Detroit, we remember AI in Denver. Remember, like he refused to to budge about starting. Like some of the, some of these guys ruin their legacies, and I don't want to see. And he his legacy is ruined enough, and it's all all because that's always going to be on his resume. But you want to see him go out like a champion because he's a four time champion. And then um, Anthony Edwards, yeah, uh, I don't know. If like, you didn't read about don't it, text, yeah. don't text. Be private about your life. Yeah. People are gonna post it. People, the one thing I've learned about younger folks, 
and this young and Kwani, they don't mind putting all their business in the street. Everything. At all. Like, they At just all. Don't mind. Our, we were taught, boy, if you don't make me look, your mom will make me look bad. Don't be telling our secrets. And she made herself look bad, too. Like, I don't even know why. Our dirty laundry. But, you know, we saw Cam Newton's mom, one of his baby mamas talking about, oh, you know, this is what well, all I went through. She went mm-hmm. on a mic talking about is her, like, People don't mind telling you all their business. And I just think as a young young athlete, male, female, whoever you are, you got to be careful that people are trying to entrap you and putting your business out there like that. So have these conversations privately, have them over the phone or in person where you're not recorded or whatever. And also be careful of the lure of, you know, women trying to, trying to get you in trouble, trying to have your baby. We have... Trying to have a light skin AI generated baby. Yeah, like let's be yeah, honest. The fetishizing like, of, of we've been around, kids is and I've been around for a while and we see what the plan of some of these people are, women are. It's mm-hmm. not only women, it's it, you know, there's dudes who yeah. are using you, there's there's uncles and, and homeboys trying to get up on so it's not just women, yeah. but in the case of, of situations like that, we see their motive. And you got to be careful. And, you know, and, and, and now people putting in all your business trying to embarrass you. We all saw it with Zion, you know, and you see all these, and now, you know, the clickbait websites. Oh, you know, such and such baby daddy is now dating this athlete and mm-hmm. it's baby mama. So, you know, Anthony, you're a great player. And this is not his first, you know, he had a homophobic slur a couple of years ago. Like, and then he just be cool and stick to hoop. And, you know, and get a men. Some of these get get a mentor. And it don't have who, to be another ball player. Right. If if I were a superstar athlete or even a mediocre getting paid six, seven, eight figures athlete, you know who my mentor would be? I would reach out to Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter was one of the most high profile athletes of our generation who dated frequently and you never caught him in any kind of scandalous relationships or right. have his name put out there and it wasn't like he was dating folks who were behind the car he was dating like cat. yeah and he was able to keep that stuff on a level that frankly you knew he was dating him but you didn't know all his business yeah, and when things thing. went and when things broke down because they they often did mm-hmm. there wasn't this nasty cat back and forth stuff to me if I were an athlete, I would be like, DJ, what is your secret sauce? Because I need a little dab of that in but my life. Social media hasn't helped, too. So he did also kind of dodge a bullet. The yeah, era. but social media was a lot. There was enough social media in, in, the, in the process where he could have easily got caught out there. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that was but awesome. Anyway, but those are the, um, to me, if, I, if you're an athlete and you're trying to figure out how to navigate this new lifestyle where you've got all these different entities, whether it's women, whether it's hanger-ons, family, all that. Look at athletes who've been high-profile who have stayed under the radar and yet were really high-profile, like a Derek Jeter. Those are the people that I'm trying to reach out to to find out what did they do, how did they handle these situations? Because you better believe he's he's seen and done everything that you could possibly imagine. And those are the people that, if you're an athlete, you need to be smart enough to refine them. So Smarter than that. That's what I'm saying. I like it. Well... That's all we have for this week's episode. By the time we reconvene, Christmas would have already happened. So Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, not Happy New Year yet. We still got time. But 
Hopefully. It's going to be a good week. You as well. Gary's going to see your twin this weekend. So, Gary, you going you gonna to give a shout yeah, out to your twin? Yeah, let him know that there is a, he has a twin in, yeah, Boston, a twin in Boston with the exact same initials yep. and just two letters. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Don't 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 find out if his 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 mama and your mama got the same name. Right. That would be. Ooh. My mom's name is Esther. I, I know Esther. Esther Esther's born on November first. Exactly. My girl. A great day. It is a great day. <laughs> it's a great day. Me, Esther, and and Brady Stevens. Uh, really. Grandson born on November first. Yeah. Three. Yeah. <laughs> also. All Saints too. Day. All Saints Day. Because you know we all saints. Uh, well, some of y'all are maybe. Also, I forgot to say why I went to the Cairo Chamber. It was because the Aquaman movie is actually in theaters right now. You you like Aquaman? I actually need to see the first one. Oh God! <laughs> y'all like Aquaman? I'm talking about the the the, the character. I mean, Jason Momoa. Who doesn't like Jason Momoa? <laughs> really? I got, I, got, I got nothing for him. He all right? I mean, yeah. All right, let's not get carried away. (laughs) But they do. But Gary, they do get carried away with that. They do. They do. Yeah, they do. I mean, I'm not like obsessed with him for the record. I just, he's an attractive man. That's all. I'm not a weirdo. Okay. Also, the color purple coming out this week. Right. It's coming out on Christmas. Are y'all going to see it? Or is that like only a black woman thing? (laughs) You are going to speak speak that truth, Gary. Speak that truth. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I know why. Yeah, she said she said it for us. I, I appreciate yep. that, Corny. Got you. That's assist. That was a good assist, Corny. But you're still gonna have to see it in some capacity. I've seen it before. I mean, I've, oh, I've seen the new it. one. I've seen the original. That's okay. okay. That's, that's, that's good. I mean. I'm good. I'm good on that. That's enough. I, I, okay. I'm good. Yep. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll see y'all next week, and we'll see <laughs> you all next week. <laughs> Kwani is in a silly mood. Did you did you have a little eggnog before you came on here, Kwani? I did not. I should though. I oh, should I think you did. I think you might have had a little, little, little spicy eggnog. I have not had any eggnog today or this week or this month. So I'm gonna go home and get some. We have cremas, that's our Haitian version of eggnog. I don't have y'all had it? Nah. What's in it? Okay. Well, my aunt, she like hand shaves the coconut. They use like I think carnation milk. I should probably know the recipe. Rum, Haitian rum, babanku. And honestly, it's not really that many ingredients, but the way she makes it with that fresh coconut shaving in there and, okay. and very delicious. Okay. I'm going to try to get y'all some bottles. Maybe yeah. even a bottle just to taste. Yeah. yeah. We, gotcha. we, 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 we can do shots. I mean, we can do, yeah. Live demo on the pod. See? <laughs> the pressure is on. <laughs> I got to call my auntie now. See, see, see. Wrap it up, Courtney. All right. Until next week, we appreciate you all for listening to the Big Three NBA podcast. For HR Blakely and Gary Washburn, almost butchered your name. I'm Kwani Lewis. We'll be back next week. And until then, enjoy the holiday season. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your friends.